You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Extraction. The action of taking out something, especially using effort or force. And no one uses more force than super hottie Chris Hemsworth playing all soldier all the time, Tyler Rake. When the spring of freedom is in danger and the fall of terrorism happens, you're going to need a rake. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So the sequel to 2020's Extraction... Tyler Rake, we last saw, get shot up real good and fall off a bridge and then into a body of water. And then that was that. Netflix looked at that profit margin and said, no, that is not that. (laughs) He's fine. Tyler Rake, who wakes up from his coma with friend Nick Khan, played by Goshifte Farahani, reprising her role, and his best buddy Yaz, played by Adam Bessa, also replacing reprising that role says you should have let me die because if i can't hurt other people (laughs) what what's living what's living if if i have to just sit and watch people be happy his friend heimdall played by idris elba actually it's a nameless character pretty good character performance by idris elba he comes and he's like Men like you always will always find work, especially when you're the best. And I happen to have heard that you're the best there's ever been. I have some people that need killing, and so does your ex-wife. Why don't you get over this coma and terrible injuries that have left you with a cane and kill again for freedom? So Tyler Rake gets over his injuries and takes on the mission to abduct, in quotations, a woman and her son who have been mis- wrongfully prisoned by terrorists in a Georgian prison in Russia. Not not that Georgia. And the action scenes don't stop once they start. With me to talk about this, though. Someone who would never extract the pulp from a glass of orange juice. Doggett is with us. Dead inside doggets. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Reprising her role as reviewer of Extraction, making a comeback for Extraction 2. Oh. Gina is with us. <laughs> Heidi ho there. Heidi ho there, neighbors. Listen, I'm glad this review is a lot more entertained than this film, but let's keep going. Jenna is here to answer the question of is Chris Hemsworth as handsome and charismatic enough 
as Henry Cavill at a Netflix project. Oof. Was was Henry Cavill in a Netflix project? Enola Holmes. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and The Witcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, now it's Liam Hemsworth. And in that one, he's just like, mm. And girls are like, give him an Emmy. <laughs> Two Emmys. Three Emmys. We got Tyler Rake going on this dangerous infiltration mission, infiltrate and recover. Three people, a mother, I believe his sister-in-law, and that mother's two children, a boy in his um, Call of Duty age, and a little girl who's just like, everything is sunshine, even though she lives in a third world country. I said it out loud. I reread the synopsis. And is he really doing all of this for his ex-wife? Because every time I read that and look at it, I'm like, no, that, that can't be right. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. No. So, well, I mean, okay. Let's just start here. This sequel really was, I don't know what this was supposed to be. Um, no one asked for this. Let me just make that clear. No one asked for this. Okay. <laughs> so in this sequel, he is not doing it for his ex-wife, but they're playing up, which is very fitting for today, which is Father's mm-hmm. Day. They're playing up clearly these themes of fatherhood and loyalty to family and so on and so forth. So really he's doing it to get over the guilt of leaving his dying son to go and fight for America. And that's his entire like emotional backbone is I feel guilty for being a man. Well, you know, I feel like maybe Aww, some... He shouldn't feel guilty. People in America do that exact same thing for a McDonald's shift. Come on. It's not, Jesus it's not that Christ. big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's capitalism, baby. Hey, facts, though. You, you miss events. You miss events to go to other events. Or to eventually be an event that other people can miss. It's the circle of life. I don't know who's paying him. I don't know who's paying his bestie Yaz. I don't know who's playing Nick. They just team up and they do incredible action scenes. Well, we're paying them. That. We're paying them technically. <laughs> Is it a tax dollar thing? Yeah, it's I live in Canada. You guys, you guys can pay all the mercenaries you want. I'm, I'm up here. Um, <laughs> so now that we got the plot out of the way, well, not quite. The evil terrorists who are um, very angry and violent, even more so than Tyler, I would say. Uh, Zarab and his brother. I don't know. Who has a higher body count in this film, though? I think Zarab might. I honestly do think that. Because he's been at it since he was like eight years old. We don't see every kill he does, but we know that that's been his life for like a good three or four decades, right? Yeah, pretty much. So he wants to radicalize the kid that Tyler is trying to rescue. And that's about as, yeah, you just reminded me. I'm so sorry. I I apologize (laughs) folks who are listening to this review after the first kid who behaved so well, you know, it just doesn't, (laughs) this is my biggest pet peeve with this film is that the first one was just mindless action, right? I wouldn't waste a blood on it, but it was cool. But now you're trying to up the ante with this, I need to be like my papa that slapped the shit out of my mom in front of me. You know what I mean? Like, he's acting like he should be his little sister. 
And then you do something in this film where it's like, wow, you guys were that lazy. Like, he literally is the only reason why things happen. Literally. And it's just very, just not okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the other side of Fast X, Jenna. Family. <laughs> family. This is what happens when you listen to hey, family. check it out. <laughs> realistically, this is, realistically, this is most likely what happens when you go with family. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for him to pop out and do a little cameo Look. somehow. Bradley was either going to be a podcaster or he's a, he was going to sell moonshine. I could do both. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just I did not like the way they written his character, and that was to me this sequel just didn't need to exist. But yeah. Well, I've always struggled with the uh, he's he's just a boy or he's just a kid. Like, uh, I mean. Sure, he's just a kid, but a uh, betrayal and federal crime breaking is still that. So maybe leave him in the prison. I mean, what? right? <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, who is what child? I've been around kids. I raised a child. No kid mm-hmm. at his big old age is that freaking stupid. So why do they write him to be so dumb? I wanted to smack the shit out of him, yo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And why doesn't Tyler Rake? Because Tyler Rake is actually, Chris Hemsworth, I think, is excellent at portraying an empathetic, compassionate person to a child. Mm. Uh, he just did that in Love and Thunder. The, the child of his enemy, he adopted without question. Spoilers for uh, last year's blockbuster. And in this one, he's doing the same thing. He's making the face. He's like, oh, things aren't so bad. You know, America will cure you and things like that. That's <laughs> like, buddy. You are not giving this empathy and compassion to any of the other 13 to 16-year-old child soldiers that are on this train. I mean, that's why they wore masks, right? We all knew that they were like kids, and he's chucking them off the rails, choking them to death. Wait, those were children? That's some big-ass kids. They were were jacked. A 15-year-old shot in the neck, Bradley. All bets are off. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this got dark. You know what? I wish this was the film. They were look, men look, and look, children. Look. But as we saw in Zarab's backstory, he's been a soldier for this conflict in his country since he was eight years old. So, yeah, Tyler Rake was killing children in this film. Look, Bradley, you have to understand. He experienced what it would have been like to not be able to walk. And he said... Fuck that. <laughs> Never again. He played with the kids in the first movie. If those kids tried again, he would just mow them down like Homelander. The way he picked up that minigun was giving me a Commando and Terminator 2 flashbacks of Arnold. I don't know what type of uh, health regiment that Chris Hemsworth is on, but he is like running a marathon of action sequences in this film. And he doesn't even look tired. I was so impressed with his body of work. And yeah, if he, if he retired tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, get some rest. I mean, ain't nobody needs to be running like this, this hard for a Netflix feature. Or I don't know, maybe that sounds, uh, what's the word snobbish. So apologies, but what'd y'all think of these action beats, emotional journey aside of, Western culture versus Russian commie, whatever the hell they were trying to say. How'd you like the action beats? It felt like he was like, fuck you, Tom Holland. (laughs) I should have been Nathan Drake. Oh, okay. I don't, I didn't get that from it, but now that you say that. No, he um, wouldn't say that to Tom Holland. They hunted a whale together. (laughs) Wow. Um, I think this. I ate its hearts. 
gained its courage. I can't even remember the first one. That's so sad. Uh, I will say the action in this one was a bit more memorable. I The beats in here is fine. That's the only reason, bro. I don't know if y'all noticed, but this film is two hours long. Yeah, I no, noticed. We noticed. I did yeah, notice. okay. It drags so, a lot too. Yes, it does. So for me, I thought, oh man, this is great because I don't have to, you know, sit through it, I guess. <laughs> you looked at a list of chores that you had at the. You turned on Netflix that exact same moment. Yeah. Laundry and Netflix. It was like hardcore Henry from a third person perspective. Damn, that's app dug it. So we have this villain who's all like, we're not so different because villains are supposed to say that. Did either of you feel anybody said anything that mattered or was it all just paint by numbers? Uh, an algorithm told us that this is deep, so we're going to repeat it type of storytelling. Hmm. Did any of the, there? there was an emotional beat in the third act where I feel like you were supposed to feel like, oh no, not that guy. But, Eh. I, I literally went meh at the end of that quote unquote very sad moment. Am I a monster? Did that not hit for you too either? I I have to put in the context of the first one mm-hmm. that I saw. And to me, it's just like, yeah, I don't. It really does feel like McDonald's. Like it very feels much like I, I know I ate, but I'm still hungry. I don't feel fulfilled. Like it was real, but was it really? I just feel like. Not even chicken nuggets? <laughs> Not even chicken. I mean, it is. Like I said, I ate. But, like, in the reality of things. I'm like flurry at the end. I still, again, it, it's it's trying to answer a question that I didn't want answered once he fell yeah. off the bridge. And then you spend two hours on basically pretty much a rescue mission. I didn't know if I was watching Call of Duty. Like, someone played Call of Duty. Like. I didn't know I signed up for watching a Let's Play on YouTube. It just felt, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know why. But it was cool, though. You know, it's a vibe, I guess. Yeah, and the end game of that, we need to get these three people out of this prison and sneak them into America. Then they'll have a better life. Well, where would he drop them off, you think? What's the safest drop-off point for three strangers? Oh, Florida! <laughs> Rob Schneider would love him. Probably. Brad's backyard. Know. Yeah, they could stay here. I mean, not him. I would report him immediately, but the mom and daughter could. I don't know who Sandra's going to call and to come get him at my house. He doesn't get to stay here. Just, again, you bring up a very good point. Like, <laughs> so men of men of violence end violently. I do think that theme hit home, hits home. I don't think it. they want that to apply to Tyler, even though it makes, like Hemsworth is gung-ho to be like, violent means lead to violent ends. I really think he was playing that character. But the film itself was like, nah, you're invincible. Stop, stop doing that. Stop acting afraid. Yeah. Stop acting. At least he was rightfully afraid for his other friends. He was like, Jazz would go into the fire and like Thor would be like, no, yes. You have no plot armor. Yeah. <laughs> and that is cool. Yeah, I that mean, is true. That's good. Tell, tell me every once in a while, like, you wouldn't drift off a little bit. And you'd be like, oh, my God, is Yas still alive? <laughs> and he'd pop back up like, oh, oh, you're still here. 
this was like a day watch for me because I had to pause, take a break. But it's it's a good movie for that. I, I watched the my favorite bit twice that prison break and train sequence that immediately follows it. That was that was that, fire. Was, that was beautiful. Yeah. No, let's talk. Can we talk about them being on that glass? Yeah. I said, excuse me, sirs, do you not understand that there's something that's shattering beneath you? And you're you're not on the ground. You're like <laughs> that was very well shot. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like this film, absolutely, the action scenes were way more memorable. I just, man, that yeah, that gave me a lot of anxiety. I was just like, can we just not today? Like, can we just take a breather? Like you should, you know what? One of my favorite characters in this film was, I call him the Godfather because I don't remember his name, but I think you all know who I'm talking about. The big guy. Yeah. I liked him because he was the only one who was talking sense in this film. Well, let's carry that sense into, into our final thoughts. Uh, would you please start with this? Uh, carry on that with that, Gina. Well, I mean, with that, it's just, yeah, I mean, there's there's certain characters and action scenes, like we've all said, that are memorable and a lot more interesting than the first, I think. Uh, because, again, I don't remember the first film. That should tell you something all within itself. But I don't know why this movie was made. Like, I do, but I don't. So, um, you know, I don't, I, it's two hours, guys. If you know what, ladies, get your roses out, right? Just like we did for Creed three, and just enjoy yourself for two hours watching Chris Hemsworth run around with his dead son's memory as his motivation, his only emotional beat in the entire. Yeah, go ahead and set the washer to that high spin cycle. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have a blast, honey. Or if you gotta fold some clothes and you wanna ignore your husband. For the next two hours, because he just pissed you off because he fucked up your Chipotle, put this movie on. Very nice. That's exactly what you do. Yes. So that gives a, I'll give it um five out of ten times Chris Hemsworth should have been dead. <laughs> <laughs> In real. All right, dog it. Only ten times. There's like a moment in the movie where Chris Hemsworth forgot he was Chris Hemsworth. He's like, "Oh, I'm hurt. What's happening? Uh, 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 am I am I Liam Hemsworth now? What's going on?" For like for like five minutes. But like, but he corrected himself very soon. He's like, "No, never that. Never that." <laughs> <laughs> but you know. You know how like the raid two is like an elevation of the first one, where the, like mm. there's a higher plot, there's characters you may not like but you're interested in, and the the, the action scenes to like there are these works of arts that that stick with you that like you could probably like frame fight stances in a poster and that's like it'd be like your might it'd be like your uh, Ali punch or something poster yeah and and uh, this movie isn't that. <laughs> So take that take that out of your mind, but it is several pretty well shot, very remarkable action scenes to behold. You can watch it on mute, I guess, if you wanted to. I mean, I'm not saying you need to. You could have the subtitles on. And I think you get the same effect. Like you, you could hear Crimson's worth brooding, or you can just take in 
Chris Hemsworth brooding. And that, that's really that's really your choice to make. So I'm going to give this... 6 out of 10 horrific deaths. Yeah, a lot of fun deaths in this. Now, this type of film as a whole isn't necessarily for me. I really did love these action beats, though. Uh, Sam Hargrave has been given full credit for these action beats. Uh, I checked out his body of work. He's been a stunt coordinator on some huge blockbusters for a long time. A lot of the Russo projects, he did that stunt coordination. I love this guy. Uh, that train sequence, I'll probably pop that on later this year and be like, man, look at look at this guy just colonize mm-hmm. the shit out of these Russians. And... Uh, just the violence i i'm kind of drifting away of enjoying violence like i used to because of all the violence that's constantly going on and that we're all forced to be made aware of because that's just kind of the world we live in right now but i did appreciate that this violence looks mean and cruel and life-ending and i think that's how violence should be shot but Picturing people cheering that on is also upsetting, so I'm very conflicted about it. As an overall movie, I mean, if you miss Jack Bauer and 24 being like, I'm the only one that can do this, and I don't care how many kids I have to shoot to do it. Like, (laughs) Kiefer Sutherland, a Canadian, playing the most American character of all time, by the way. So do with that what you will. If you enjoy that, then yeah, this will be right up your alley. I'm kind of uh, past that. So I'm going to give this as well 6 out of 10. Bad guys who want to make a speech, but they end up with a bullet in their head instead. So speech canceled, you know? Brad's just imagining like the the dad from Ethis for Family (laughs) watching Chris Hemsworth snap some brown kid's neck, like rubbing his beer can affectionately. Licking his lips. <laughs> Holy crap! He broke that guy in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. 